The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, February 8th. In today's news, Jeff Bezos says the National Enquirer tried to blackmail him. Bob Mueller says Paul Manafort lied to increase his odds of getting a pardon from President Trump. And the Democrats behind the Green New Deal say they were joking about killing cows. But first, the big idea. The Supreme Court last night temporarily blocked a restrictive Louisiana abortion law, but only because Chief Justice John Roberts voted with the court's four liberals to grant the stay. The 2014 law requires doctors at abortion clinics to have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals, among other things. And the female plaintiffs from the Pelican State argue that this creates an undue burden. The Louisiana law has never been enforced, and the Supreme Court found a nearly identical Texas law to be unconstitutional in 2016. In this case, however, the court's four conservative members, besides Roberts, would have allowed the Louisiana law to take effect anyway. It seems likely the court will now grant the case a full hearing and perhaps re-examine its decision in the Texas case, which was made not long ago but by a different court. Three years ago, Anthony Kennedy joined the court's liberals to strike down that Texas law. Now he's been replaced by Brett Kavanaugh, who voted in this case to keep the nearly identical law on the books. In fact, he felt so strongly about it that he wrote a dissent. Roberts, who voted to uphold the Texas law a few years ago, is concerned about the court's reputation. He didn't explain his reasoning last night, but he said in the past that precedent must be respected to maintain the integrity of the institution. Remember, he joined the court's liberals to save the Affordable Care Act back in 2012. The news is a reminder that abortion is going to be a top issue in the 2020 presidential election, especially with Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's recent health challenges. For their part, Republicans are trying to make this a debate about late-term abortion, even though the laws that are being passed in places like Louisiana impact women in the very early stages of their pregnancies. Every day since Trump's State of the Union speech, House Republicans have unsuccessfully sought unanimous consent for a bill that would require medical care for babies who survive attempted abortions. They've promised to try again in the Democratic-led House on Friday. Trump was a strong supporter of reproductive rights, right up until he decided he wanted to run for president as a Republican. Now he's trying to juice his support among social conservatives by becoming more outspoken on the issue. The president even got a standing ovation yesterday for strong anti-abortion comments during yesterday's National Prayer Breakfast. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos claimed that the National Enquirer attempted to extort him by threatening to publish intimate photos unless he dropped an investigation into the tabloid. In a statement, Bezos says the Inquirer and its parent company, American Media Inc., made the threat after he began looking into how the tabloid obtained text messages that revealed his relationship with former TV anchor Lauren Sanchez. Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, wrote that the Inquirer wanted him to make a false public statement that he and his security consultant, Gavin DeBecker, have no knowledge or basis for suggesting that coverage was politically motivated or influenced by political forces. Bezos declined to do so, saying that's not true. Instead, he published emails from Inquirer executives to a lawyer representing DeBecker. 
In one, Inquirer top editor Dylan Howard appears to suggest that the tabloid would publish a series of photos of Bezos and of Sanchez, some of them quite salacious, if their terms weren't met. Bezos's open letter, which he posted online, seems to suggest that federal agents should investigate whether AMI has violated the terms of its non-prosecution agreement with prosecutors over its role in the 2016 hush money payments to women who said they had extramarital affairs with Trump. Journalist Ronan Farrow, who has reported for the New Yorker magazine on the Inquirer's efforts to aid the Trump campaign, said he received a similar threat. Quote, stop digging or we'll ruin you. In response to Farrow, former Associated Press editor Ted Bridus tweeted that the AP was also warned explicitly by insiders that AMI had hired private investigators to dig into the personal lives of AP journalists who were looking into the tabloid's efforts to help Trump cover up his alleged mistresses. Number two, special counsel Bob Mueller's prosecutors alleged in court that Paul Manafort continued working on Ukrainian political matters even after he was indicted. The details came in a partially redacted transcript released last night of a sealed hearing between prosecutors and the defense team for Trump's former campaign chairman. At the hearing, which was earlier this week, attorneys discussed whether Manafort may have been motivated to lie in one unspecified instance, that was redacted, to at least, quote, augment his chances for a pardon. This suggests that prosecutors suspect Manafort is trying to deceive them even now, after his guilty plea in September, in the hope of winning a reprieve from the president, who has kept the door open to it. In another instance during the hearing, prosecutor Andrew Weissman alleged Manafort may have lied to hide a scheme to funnel cash to himself while doing unpaid work for the Trump campaign. Number three. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democrat freshman from New York, and Senator Ed Markey, the Democrat from Massachusetts, released their Green New Deal yesterday, which is already being endorsed by multiple presidential candidates on the Democratic side. The non-binding resolution calls for the United States to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions within 10 years. The five-page resolution also promises a plethora of other progressive ideals, from housing and health care to unions and indigenous rights. But the plan is so ambitious and aspirational that it invites attacks. In an accompanying document, for example, the authors wrote that they can't get to zero emissions in 10 years because, quote, we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that fast. This was meant as a ride joke, they insist, but within minutes it was being attacked on social media as proof that the lawmakers supporting the plan literally want to ban planes and perhaps murder cows. But the language grew out of a movement that calls for a transition to 100% renewable energy over the next 12 or so years, with a World War II-level mobilization of resources. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, February 8th. Thanks for listening. Sorry about some audio problems we've had this week. We're making technical adjustments to try making the sound quality better. I'm James Holman. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.